0: Good afternoon. Welcome to Sticky Learning Lunches with me, Nathan Simmons. This, I'm really excited about. It. Okay, admittedly, I've been excited previously. Every day is my favourite day. We're going to be covering some really deep stuff, some stuff that's really personal to me, something that's really important to me, um, and it's stuff that we, I think a lot of us here in some way, shape or form, have experiences in. on on either end of the equation so we're just waiting for the last few people to join in i'm gonna make sure i've got a full view seeing some regulars here which is nice colin andy darren good to see you good thank you very much for being here again got matt in vicky again good to see you and new faces which i'm super excited about as well it's great to be sharing some of this content with some new people sharing ideas just giving it 30 seconds while we're waiting for everyone to get into the room first things first as always he says with his just reminding me to be here for sticky learning cut that down first things first phones let's get your phones out let's make sure they're all on flight mode mine is let's zero out the distractions we're going to be covering some serious content today and i want to make sure that you are giving yourself 100 percent attention not just what I'm saying or what I'm sharing or the questions that I'm asking, that you are giving yourself 100% of your attention right now as we go through this content, okay? Next thing is making sure we've got drinks available. Nice cup of tea. Make sure again, like I say, is reducing the distraction. So you've got a drink available, phone is off. Facebook's closed down, LinkedIn, done. We Haven't got WhatsApp, pinging, buzzing, beeps, nothing making sure so you've got your papers ready if you've got a notepad available fresh piece of paper let's make sure it's a fresh page that again you can just uh, devote to the content of today and at the top of that page you're going to write keepers now keepers are the things you want to keep hold of they're the things that you want to remember the things that you want to go back to that are going to evoke a new train of thought so after listening to today's content, when you go back and read those notes, it's gonna be the things that keeps the thinking and the learning going. That's what sticky learning is all about, making it stick. So good. I think we're all here. I think we're all here right now. Let's make sure we can see everyone there. Good, so let's get into the content today. Welcome to today's Lunchtime Learning. My name is Nathan Simmons, a senior leadership coach and trainer for MBM, making business matter, the home of sticky learning. And we are the leadership and soft skills provider to the grocery and manufacturing industry. These lunchtime learnings, these micro elements of content about helping you be the best version of you in the work that you do right now, where you are, whether you're working from home or in the office, and also preparing you for the return to work as well. So let's get into this. What are we covering for this week? We are covering mind. We are going to be talking about mental health. We're going to be Helping you create the right questions and the right focuses to develop the conversations that you need to be having with your teams. Show of yeses and nos, Who here has experience of mental health? Um, I'm not sure challenge is the right word, but you know, from from a personal point of view. Who here has some, you know, concerns, challenges, questions about their own mental health and and their own mental well-being, I'm one. Who here has got people in their teams that have some mental health uh, conversations that need to be had? I'm mindful of my language, it means different things to different people. tough a few years back yet tried to hide from it friends certainly employers yeah I do absolutely so the idea of this is let me ask a different question how many people here have got people in your teams that are in your direct responsibility in your gift that you know that they have some um, they, they, they need some support around their mental health and their mental well-being but you don't know what to say Who here is having this challenge? I do, good. I do, yeah. If you're going to take one thing away from today's training, from the next 15 minutes, what's the one thing that you would like to take away from today that is going to help you to have that conversation? Yes, but learning all the time. Our company charity is a mental health, yeah, absolutely. So more companies are getting involved in this. More companies are getting involved with mental health charities and organisations. First response is to be approachable, absolutely. What else do you want? What else, this is, this is a question for everyone. What do you want to get from the next 15 minutes in order to support the conversations about mental health with your team? How to open it up, good. try and get my team member to be open with me when they need support tools to help just one person how to how to spot it absolutely good let's dive into this i've got three key elements here that i want to share with you and i've got some other stuff that i want to kind of just go through with you everybody has mental health it doesn't matter who you are or where you think you are on whatever continuum, spectrum or, or framework everybody has mental health and a level of mental well-being and more businesses are talking about which is phenomenal the challenge is though that just because the business is talking about it does it mean that your leaders are talking about it does it mean that your leaders have the conversational skills to open up the conversation to actually spot it and when they do to actually face into it to help the individual do what they need to do not for themselves but to help that person that's in their gift in their charge go and get the support they need to to take the action for themselves so as leaders now the, the biggest the biggest call out that i have as a previous leader as someone that's experienced mental health from both sides is that I would probably say 95 to 98 percent as an educated guess of leaders simply don't know how to start the conversation and because they're not sure they have this level of uncertainty It makes them nervous. It makes them reticent to actually engage in it and step over that point and get into it to find out what's going on because they're worried that they'll make it worse. And in truth, the one thing that will make it worse is not actually saying anything. You can say anything to anybody as long as you do it with absolute love and respect. If you're dealing with someone that is in crisis that has got challenges doesn't know what the next step is for themselves by ignoring it you're actually going to compound it so we have to learn as leaders just to step into that and you know talk to people about this explain to them you know what i'm I'm not used to this conversation i feel nervous about having this conversation because this is very new to me and at the same time i want to ask you a question that's going to help you do what you need to do that's going to help improve the situation or help you to improve the thinking about the situation whatever it might be but i would rather have someone show me that they care even if it was clunky or um or nervous at least i know they care about me because they bothered to have the conversation yet too often we're concerned from a hr perspective from a leadership point of view or even a tribunal point of view maybe i said the wrong thing And as I said now you can say anything you want to someone as long as it's done with absolute love and respect being rude is just being rude being inhumane is just being inhumane and you cannot dress any of that up so it's about first of all making sure that we are getting clear on our own head about how we have these conversations so this week is going to be all about mind the first part of mind Is mindset it's about helping people get clear okay where are they in the process now the model that I've designed the uh, the framework this first part is just helping people get back into their mind it's about helping them to um, create and um, to de-es- de-escalate and create enough space in order to be able to have the rest of the conversation when people are in crisis their brains are st- are working very slightly differently it's not incorrectly They're doing what they believe or the brain believes is the right process in order to keep themselves safe. And because of a situation that's happened, that process is then repeated time and time again whenever those indicators build up to that. We'll cover that in a minute. So the first part of this around mindset is signposting. in this model in this framework it's just the the mindset part is about creating the space to help someone de-escalate just bring the emotions back create a center so that they can then start thinking a little bit more clearly and help them to move, uh, move themselves forward whether it's in uh, a moment of anxiety or depression or potentially the build up to a ptsd flashback when we see someone starting to go into crisis we need to get them clear on why we're there and where they're going we want to help just not necessarily we want to not necessarily calm the situation we just want to facilitate it and make it a bit more easier so what do I mean by this someone goes into crisis the first thing that I do as a mental health first aider is arriving on in the situation is getting a little bit of understanding about what's going on but I want to make sure that person's included I don't want to exclude them because then they're going to feel like they're being talked about which may then escalate the emotions tell me what's going on how can I help where no what's the reason I'm here okay I'm going to hear I'm going to ask some questions because I want to find out what's happening for you I want to find out if there's if there's a right person to speak to who we need to get to support you and, and move you into the best possible place Is it okay that I ask you these questions that's going to help to improve this situation how many people when I just asked that question just said yes in their own head and we're not even actually having a crisis situation how many people said yes say aye it's a loaded question why because I want this person to understand that I'm here to help them yes I'm a challenging individual I know I pride myself on the level of challenge I give people and the questions I ask them but I'm here to support you you know to improve the situation so I'm going to ask this question because I want to find out so what I'm using is I'm using kind of the law of affability it's almost like a sales technique to get that person to agree to the situation so I'm getting them to come along with me this is the first stage. So I'm going to tell them why I'm in the conversation. Question for everyone here. Why are you in the conversation? Why are you here today? And why are you in the conversations with those people? So if someone at work's having an anxiety attack or a PTSD flashback or mental. Why are you joining that conversation? To help. Good. And when we talk about mindset I'm not just talking about theirs I'm talking about yours as well and knowing why you're in the conversation to help me and others through tough times absolutely if you understand your mindset in this conversation why you're in the conversation it's easier for you to signpost to people this is why I'm here this is how I would like to help and it's by asking some questions when we all if any of you have done the first aid training um through mental health england we're not here to give advice coaches aren't here to give advice we're here to ask questions to support you developing and getting where you need to be where you want to be so we signpost why we're in there and then we start finding out some more information and from here we can find out where is the best place okay where's best for you right now where can we move you can we get you to a, a, an alternative location that's a bit more comfortable meeting room office outside maybe some fresh air so we start to get the information we start to ask them questions of how to support them and we start to give them a narrative this is why i'm here this is what i would like to do these are the questions i'm going to ask you so the person goes i know what's coming because anxiety and these sort of elements these initial um, raising of emotions comes from uncertainty and ambiguity we don't know what's coming next therefore the brain goes into a certain process that starts to cause the shutdown so when we tell people what's going on we start putting people back in control using certain questions it starts to reduce the emotions it enables us to have a bit more of a conversation i hope this is useful i'm talking at speed because i'm conscious of time So we're signposting, number two is mechanics. The reason that we're signposting is we want that person's thinking to shift. The reason it's shifted is any mental health diagnosis in the majority um, or situation or, um, or challenge, is caused by some sort of trauma. And trauma is relative, it means different things to different people. Um, I was bullied horrendously at school. As a result of that, that that, that also led into it to certain other behaviours later on. And that was what started my trauma. Now I've also worked in, in peer groups of other of other men as well, and one of those was sex trafficked by his family members. Trauma is relative. It doesn't diminish how we feel or or where our thinking is. One, you know, what means something to one person means something different to somebody else. So nobody can devalue or depreciate how you feel about a situation and how your body or brain has chosen or or the choice that was made to react and and build that in as a behavior. So we have got to understand this. When you're speaking to someone in your team and they had a poor relationship with a parent or something, it may seem to you very low in the scale. To them, though, it's everything. So we need to be clear on this. And again, we need to ask the questions just to help them to understand what they can do about it, what charity organizations and um, where they can get support, whether it's EAP, all these sorts of things. So the mechanics here starts to shift as we start to go into a stress reaction front part of our brain starts to shut down and we start to move into kind of the the more primordial parts of the brain the primitive parts of the brain the amygdala where the fear uh, factor elements work from where the emotions come from and down in here is where emotion is built but not language up here is where language is built but not emotion so as the top part of the brain starts to, and to, to, um, to stop working we go into the lower parts of the brain which are all about emotions but not language so we're not able to articulate ourselves very well we're not able to get our thoughts across clearly has anyone been out on a weekend and they've seen a fight starting you know in the pub or the club have you ever noticed how the people getting in the fight start to only use words with one syllable I'm not asking for examples by the way. When you know this it's because this the logical part, the language part, of the brain is starting to close down. When our, you know when we're having a, um, an episode of some sort that's also starting to happen. We go into the stress reaction, we go into the four F's, the fight, flight, flock or freeze. So our, our, um, our habits and our instincts take over and it's just simply our brain doing its best it can to keep us alive. The challenge is your brain can't differentiate between a job interviewer or a saber-toothed tiger. You can't tell the difference. They're both equally as dangerous according to that primordial part, the amygdala. So when we start to do this, we need to be aware of the reason why we're signposting is because we know the person's brain has started to shift focus. It's working completely normally. It's just started to shift focus. So we need to signpost it people to let them know that we're here to support them that we are not a threat because we need to understand that your brain or our brains are playing tricks on us so we have to play tricks on it to help that person get where they need to be hope this is making sense with everyone let me know in the question box as we're moving on to the next week what's been useful so far from today i've still got one more point that i'm going to drop in with you in just two seconds what's been useful so far the fight part where people use one word that makes sense absolutely as i was doing at the beginning of this conversation this structure for conversation is really really useful good it's about them feeling safe to participate absolutely we are creating psychological safety to understand that we're only there to facilitate and signposting good and we're using the questions which is what i was already doing at the beginning part of the conversation how many people here have got this how many people have got experience of this okay engage in the conversation what's the reason you're here signpost to people this is how i'm going to help you where would be best for you i'm bringing them in getting permission to help and support them absolutely reminder that job interview and tiger not different absolutely so we're using the questions your brain is a validation machine i will express this a million times until i die i believe i got this from tony robbins your brain is a validation machine whatever question you put into your brain it will create an answer It doesn't matter whether you know it it's true you got it from EastEnders your mum from the dictionary doesn't matter whatever question you ask your brain will create a response that's what it's there to do it's a validation machine checking to make sure what I'm moving towards is is pleasurable and life affirming and moving away from things that are dangerous painful and death And that's the only two relevant reference points it's got especially this primordial part we use questions to control the focus and help them to focus their control. So when we're doing this, and this is you know, where the, the 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 mental health coaching cue cards came from, is in the beginning of that coaching deck there is a raft of questions for mind for mind for the mindset element, used from CBT techniques de-escalation techniques, where we want to bring people out from this area, high up in the brain, like now out of their own heads, because they thinking clean, and bringing them back into their center, into their body to control their senses and get that, you now that space. And to actually get a sense of feeling back. You ever notice when you start to become highly emotional, you start becoming aware of things. When you're really, really stressed, the blood pressure builds up and you can't hear anything or you can't feel certain things. Because your thinking has escalated to a point where your body functions are starting to shut down because you're pumping so much adrenaline through your system. So, what we want to do is we want to bring people back to their senses. One technique is tell me something you can see, tell me something you can feel, Um, tell me something that you can smell. So, we're bringing people back consciously to their senses. One thing we did recently, or I learned, and I also applied it to with my own daughter recently is play the rainbow game tell me something you can see that's blue so you're getting people to use logical parts of the brain to associate color with objects so it's just starting to pump blood back to the front part of the brain to help them apply logic and re-engage the thinking with our daughter my daughter was having a meltdown we're in lockdown right now this is week seven or whatever we're in a crisis situation sometimes the emotions get really high daughter having a meltdown is tired she's seven all these elements I said ah oh, let's play the rainbow game and she was like the what and even saying say, let's play the rainbow game was enough to snap her out of that for a moment and I said okay this is something a technique that we use tell me something you can see that's red. Oh. all of a sudden the attention shifted very quickly because she hasn't got the the complexities of so-called nuances of adult life to cloud that but she was instantly into the rainbow game and in fact she wanted to play it twice so what we're doing is we're giving people focal points to look at. We're getting them to think about how their body feels. How does it feel when you breathe deeply? So again, we're getting the logical part of the brain to associate to something else to then concentrate that. What do you think of that causes calm? What do you think of that helps you to breathe slowly? Picture starts to form in the brain. Breathing starts to slow down and we reinforce it because we've told them why we're here and we understand the mechanics we're then able to ask certain questions that control the focus that get that person to focus themselves as we start to do that we understand that the breathing starts to drop down the heart rate starts to slow down and then we can have a different part of the conversation when we look at the mind framework next part is importance and then network and then direction you cannot go to the next train station on this journey until you've got this first part uh, right in the in the best possible place. If I start walking in knowing 15 different questions, I don't know who I am, I don't know why I am, um, I'm trying to find out who their best friend is, I'm trying to tell them what to do, which is not the right thing to do in, in a mental health situation, they're not gonna deescalate, they'll never hear you because they're not getting back into their own senses and they're not able to use the, the logical part of the brain. So we use the questions just to bring it down let's go let's recap on this because of time signpost narrative tell them why you are in the conversation and you guys need to know why you're in the conversation and for whose benefit it is find out why they're in this situation find out where yours and their mindset is and give them a narrative as to what you're bringing understand them the headline mechanics of what's going on here And then start to ask the right questions to help bring that person down into their body back into their senses to help them then be able to get some more clarity and more headway in the situation hope today's been useful please what's been useful now I know some of you guys have just shared some bits in there what are you taking away from today's session what have you written down in your keepers about today's 20 minutes that is going to help you do a better job as a leader in your team's building um, skills and mental health with your guys love the rainbow thank you as those responses are coming in link in the chat box mental health coaching cards they are five pound it takes you through the mind model step by step to help you ask the right questions better questions to support yourself and your teams and your businesses to help shift focuses as, as good it's you know shifting focuses absolutely Link in the chat box now. If you haven't got a copy of the mental health coaching card, get them. They are going to be an absolute godsend for those leaders that are moving into this space. What have we got here? Shifting focus. Better to say something, ask something, even if it's clunky, rather than ignore it and wait for them to raise it. Absolutely. And you know what? Even asking or saying, do you know what? I observed this. I, I, I felt like something's not right. What's going on for you? How are you today? Just showing people that you care will be the start. Uh, Structured approach, never thought before about narrative or questions that will help. Brilliant. The rainbow questioning, calming, re-engaging, shifting the folk, absolutely, affirmed previous knowledge. Nice. So good. Brad, I'm glad you've got the knowledge. Keep building it and practice it and share it with other people as well. Emotional part of brain and getting into rational part of the brain, absolutely, they need to work together. No, you can't have one without the other. Rainbow question, simple and easy, absolutely. Change their focus, be clear on why I'm getting involved. Absolutely. When people know why you're in the conversation, they will engage with you because they understand what you're bringing. They understand that they are the most important person in the conversation. And even when you're looking at um, giving feedback or coaching uh, and at MBM we talk about the Don't Shout campaign when we're giving feedback, is who is the most important person in the conversation? Whenever you're giving feedback, coaching or supporting someone else in a mental health situation, who is the most important person in the conversation? When you get this clear in your head, it's easier for you to articulate it to other people so they actually believe it. And as a result of that, they'll go, okay, I will listen to you, I will get help from you, I understand that you're here to support me, and then you can ask the next lot of questions that are going to help them to progress down that journey. To get where they need to be hope this is useful what questions have you got for me right now what questions have you got for me that I might be able to help with or direct you to and just while we're there one thing I forgot to say everybody The link for tomorrow's session is in the chat box right now if you have not registered do that immediately as soon as this finishes register for tomorrow's session Uh, make sure you're in for tomorrow as well Uh, I'm super keen for you to get all these skill sets and these understandings a sign of someone that is struggling there are lots Um, the thing is for the signs of someone struggling is look for the signs that aren't normal it look is when you get to know people what is off what is out of um out of turn um what is suspicious, but not looking to catch them getting it wrong, looking to see actually that does this fit with their normal character you know I am a very results focused driven goal orientated individual i become quieter when i'm when my emotions become higher, I become quieter and quieter, and that's often a trigger um mm. Some people will get angry and agitated and they will push because they want to get a reaction because it's, they're making a bid for connection. So it's just looking to see what is what's right or wrong, what doesn't feel normal. If it's out of turn, then there's something else that needs to be looked at. When will the cards arrive? Have ordered it. Yes, they are on their way. I'll get a message to you shortly. What is the five Fs, four Fs, four Fs, fight, flight, flock or freeze? Yes. Fight, flight, flock or freeze. Normally they talk about fight or flight. But actually if you look in nature, you'll see fight and flight is the normal primitive reactions, natural reaction. But you've also got flock and freeze. So you'll see animals that actually will freeze because the brain of most creatures is designed for movement and novelty. Actually some animals will freeze because they know that actually look at a stick insect. If it doesn't move, it doesn't get eaten. Flock is when actually people gather together. They feel, safety, more, more, they feel safety in numbers, they gather together. You'll see people in the office congregate around the printer uh, and complain about the new um, process that's been inflicted on them. They feel better coming together to complain about it. They don't do anything about it, they'll just go back to wherever they were working. The four F's: fight, flight, flock, freeze. The opening line, should you start, start with your observations? Absolutely can do. I saw this, this is what I've observed. I'm, you know, I'm, 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 I'd like to have a conversation I'd, I'd like to find out more about what's going on because I care about you. Um, when approaching a conversation as a mental health first aider do you follow the algae model or asking about suicide first? I don't necessarily need to ask about the suicide first I do follow the algae model so I want to assess what's going on first of all and I want to listen and that assessment and listening for me comes from coaching questions I'm not here to give advice depending on where they are on kind of depression, mental health, is asking what's the plan. That's normally the question, you know, if if you have a concern about this, I'm really concerned about this. Uh, the more questions you got asked, and the more you clearly you signposted, the more they will engage with you and the more they will offer you and give you. And if someone says, I'm thinking about, and you know, it'll probably be in their choice of language, uh, committing suicide, committing and completing two very different um, thinking process. Is our case to so what's the plan without any judgment with just absolute curiosity to support this person what's the plan because it's not something that we decide and wake up in the morning and doodle on the back of a fag packet it's, there's a serious thinking process that goes behind this what if they don't recognize their struggle? huge um a phrase that i heard recently in the last week or so was high functioning depression which is something I believe that I've lived with for quite large quantities of my life. And I didn't recognise I was struggling. You know, people don't until they get to a breaking point where their stress pot is so full that actually the lid comes off and then there's a problem. So as leaders, it's important that we actually engage with people and give people different structures and, and, and viewpoints to help them build on that rather than going in and trying to do some sort of negotiation say oh i see you're struggling and the person goes yeah thanks you know you see i'm struggling you make the person feel inferior or um, less of a human or, or less cared about or whatever or less capable because we're pointing that out now Do you know what i've observed this and i'd like to find out what the thinking is behind that what's happening for you where does this approach come from, what's the logic behind this, I want to to provide some other frameworks and structures here, we don't have to necessarily talk about your mental health, you know, your tolerance level, your stress, but no, no, what's the thinking behind this, and actually we could help as leaders to maybe redirect a, a process that makes them feel more comfortable and more capable to do that, and also you've made yourself approachable, I saw this, I want to get the logic behind that and really understand what's causing that, And you make yourself more approachable to the individual so that they can actually they they will see you as a person for guidance now we're catching them getting it right we're offering ways and opportunities to develop hope that helps Uh, if you can't get a connection with the person don't give up even though it's a third even through a third party absolutely have the conversations and it's, I think it's the same with coaches and mentors and trainers. There will always be someone that is a best fit for that individual. There'll be certain things that I'm better equipped to deal with. And actually while I'm in that, it might say, do you know what, actually let's have a look, look at this. This might be the best person to speak to. You might need to speak to HR. You might need to speak to this charity organization, whatever it is, find those people and then just check in with them. You know, it's, It is up to them to take the next steps. You know you, you can't give advice, you can seek experts though and you know it's just ha- and building up the conversation over a course of time. They may not be ready to have the conversation with you first time because they've only just met you and actually, as a result of this it, they may not open up completely. But you just keep offering the, the, the different ways of working to help them build up their skill set and as they can see that you're approachable, personable, caring, supportive they will then bring more conversation to you, so that you can have more of that conversation. So that fingers crossed, you don't get into a potentially crisis situation. That person will come and speak to you before actually it escalates to that point. Hope this is useful. Everybody, thanks very much for today. I'm conscious of time; we're six minutes over. Apologies for that. I'm very respectful of your time. A lot of content to cover. Hope this has been useful they've got some links in there for other charity organizations as well so if you've got more questions about this or you've got concerns you're going to we've got heads together down there as well so we've got a link into them so you can get more information from them as well about different elements on mental health and support mechanisms tomorrow we're going to go into the eye of mind which is about my, um, importance where the focus is uh, and how you can help people to shift that focus that you can help them to step out of what they're looking at. Look at it from a different angle and build up the skills and momentum to actually improve the situation. Liz, you're very welcome. Really appreciate the, the thanks on that. Everybody, I hope you have a lovely day. Hope this has been useful. I look forward to seeing you here tomorrow. Please make sure you're registered. Get your seat because it's great to have some questions with you. Thanks very much for today, everyone. Thank you.